George Tech head coach Jeff Collins, coach, if you could sure. with a brief statement before we have questions. Yep. Uh, so one of the hardest things to have to do in college football uh, is have to say goodbye to a, a senior class, and especially senior class the way that, that our guys are. Um, so I, I apologize for being a little bit longer, but, but saying goodbye is never easy. And uh, just the investment that that group has made uh, the foundation that they've laid for all of our future unbelievable success um, is really meaningful. Being in that locker room and seeing how much they care, uh, how much they poured into this year, and it's evident with the way our guys just kept battling and fighting, regardless of it's a depleted roster or who's out there playing for us. Um, they just keep battling. And the reason they do that is because of all the bonds that we forge throughout the offseason, all the bonds that we forge uh, throughout the things that we do and the nature of our program and our culture. Um, so it's hard. Um, and not knowing that uh, when we come back in January and have our first team meeting and knowing that Tyler Cooksey's not walking through those doors or Nathan Cottrell's not walking through those doors, uh, Tyler Davis, Jared Southers, Teji, Christian Campbell, Scott Morgan, uh, Mari Jarrett. Uh, they're a special group. So um, the culture that they've set. So when we come back in January, we're not having to go from 180 to a million miles an hour so abruptly. The foundation is laid. We're able to get in here, get into work because they know the expectations moving forward in this program. They know the things that we have to do uh, to be the elite program that we're on our way to being. Um, so, you know, sad that they're gone, uh, but excited about what they've done uh, to lay the groundwork for the future of this program. Uh, obviously got to give hats off to uh, the team that we just played. Um, I still remember three years ago, I was the defense coordinator at Florida. Uh, first year in the development in the, of that program and just to see, uh, you know, the impact that they've made through recruiting, through development, um, you know, that's the way it should be. And uh, so we're actively uh, engaged in that part of the process right now. Um, but the, the, the part that was promising is you go into halftime being ready to go one score down against the number three team in the country with an absolutely depleted roster of guys that are just fighting and battling and giving us a chance uh, to be in that game. Uh, it bodes well for what's going to happen um, with this program uh, going forward. Um, questions? Please raise your hand. We've got a microphone. Coach, the first half was incredibly competitive, yep. and you rolled the dice a lot, particularly outside kick, and then got some takeaways. But kind of what happened in the third quarter to kind of sure. get the game out of hand? So that, the you know. The level of attrition does catch up to you, um, but there were some things. The first sky kick uh, to open up the second half, we did it because the sun was right down uh, exactly where we were going to kick it. The kick was 15 yards shorter than it was supposed to be, um, and the guy was able to get it out to the 50, and then 
get field position and then the entire third quarter was completely a game of field position. Uh, I thought Presley, um, Nathan Cottrell, um, they, I mean, did a great job. Jaitlin Askew, before he got hurt, um, were changing the field, but once field position gets tipped in the other way, um, that significantly it was hard to overcome. Um, our guys kept battling, but it just, it got away from us there in the third quarter, um, and you can't let that happen. Uh, against the number three team in the country. And uh, it did, uh, but it, the, the whole thing this year has been completely learning experiences. And uh, one of the big parts of our uh, off-season program is we do tug of war all the time. And uh, you know, one of the cardinal sins in our program is letting go of the rope. And uh, I thought at times in the third quarter, we let it slip and couldn't find a way to get it back. And uh, you know, we'll make sure that we uh, continue to build on that. Uh, when we get back in the off season, you you forced three fumbles, which yep. you know helped you stay in the game. But like you sure. said, I guess you know when you're playing against a you know one of the top three defenses in the country, it's sort of hard for the offense to yep. to take advantage of those turnovers. Yeah, I mean they're they're really good. I thought we had some good momentum going. Uh, going into halftime, you know, 17 to 7, thought we had a chance to get a little chip shot to make it a one score game. Obviously, that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, we still got to uh, rally and find ways to continue to get stops and move the ball. So, okay. Regarding the No, I thought, I mean, it was a one-score game. We had this thing rolling. Uh, I thought we would definitely come away with points in that situation. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the morale and everything to make it a one-score game um, I thought would be good. And uh, obviously we didn't get it. And, uh, you know, things that we got to continue to work on uh, every phase uh, of the program. Coach, with the short field or getting that midfield with those turnovers, is there ever a thought about just taking a shot downfield and why and why didn't we do that? Yeah, sure. And also, of course, third and long is somewhere we don't want to be, but we have a lot of tendency of running the ball on second and long. Sure. Can you kind of give us a little idea why that's going on? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, first of all, hats off to, to them. Um, that's as good of a front seven as there is in college football. And, uh, you know, really good pass rush. And, you know, we thought it was best in that situation um, for us to run the ball. We had some things wired that were popping. Um, I think we probably argued, I don't know the stats, but I got to imagine the most number of runs that have been explosive on them all year were in that game right there. Um, so played our strengths. And, uh, you know, that's what we were trying to do. Coach, what's some of the things you can take away from this season going to next season and to the offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything. I mean, uh, you know, if, if time to reflect will be tomorrow. But uh, it, this has been one of the most historic undertakings of the transformation of a college football program that has happened in 40 years. The people that get it and the people that understand what we're going through, what we inherited, the situation, uh, completely get it. Um, see the progress that we've made every single week, all season. Uh, the ones that don't want to get it, they're not going to get it no matter uh, how many times there's uh, things written and things said uh, about what we've, we've gone through. Um, but I know the future is bright and all the things that we've learned 
together cumulatively in the first year are going to set us up for unbelievable success. Uh, the freshmen and sophomores that are dominating uh, the amount of rushing yards, the amount of passing yards, the amount of receiving yards, uh, the returning players that are back that had all the tackles and tackles for loss and sacks and turnovers, they're returning. Uh, we have an unbelievable senior class. It was the second smallest class in the country. The two that started every game for us are ones we brought in here in January. So it is a process. We completely get it. We have stayed positive the entire year. We are going to get better every single week. And you see it. You see it every single week. Other than one play at the end of the first half against the Coastal Champions on the road, we've got a chance to be a really good team learning from all those experiences. Uh, the piece, too, uh, that we're fortunate that we're in the state of Georgia that has unbelievable high school talent, uh, unbelievable coaching uh, is getting us back in the conversation uh, to make sure this is a destination spot uh, for elite recruits. Um, you know, the, the number one state in America that only has two Power Five programs is the state of Georgia with talent. And it's our job to make sure that we're getting those guys to join this program, join this culture, because uh, it, it is very special. Uh, they've aver averaged, I think, 11.4, Patrick Suttis did it, 11.4 of the top 50 players in the state of Georgia over the last four years choosing to go there. Uh, we inherited a roster that had two two on the roster that were top 50 players in the state of Georgia. And we are actively going after to make sure our roster through recruiting and through development is at the highest level possible. Since January, we've brought in seven of the top 50 players uh, historically in the state of Georgia and we'll continue to do that because uh, recruiting matters, development matters, and we've got to find a way. And you see it along the lines and you see it on special teams the way that we have to develop to get bigger and stronger um, to be able to do the things that we do. And we've just continually gotten better and uh, we'll continue to develop um, and recruit at a very high level. And the cool thing, you know, I've said this before, we're not just recruiting talent. We are building a program with the right players that choose to come to this great institution. Um, and then the culture that we've established by these great seniors then takes over and adds the spark for us to have um, a lot of success. So um, obviously very, uh, very upset about the loss. I'm extremely devastated of, you know, having to say goodbye to those seniors but I'm extremely optimistic uh, of the team that will come January 5th when we have our first team meeting that is going to be in that room with the right attitude, the right mindset, and has had all of these cumulative experiences together on how to play big-time ball um, and how to push us over the edge. Even though people say we're close or whatever, push us over the edge, find ways to have an edge so that we can be, uh, be a really good football team. Yeah, and it's and it's the you know it's the development of a player. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman playing at a position that everybody watches, right? If you play corner like Zamari Walton's out there as a redshirt freshman, uh, Spider Sims is out there as a redshirt freshman. Uh, when those positions are out on islands, you see them, 
right? And James Graham is playing quarterback in the ACC against the number three team in the country. Um, and there's going to be really good days. There's going to be days that he's going to want to get better at. And uh, it's a process of development. And uh, he'll continue to get better. Um, some of the early parts uh, found ways to get him uh, being him and playing. I thought he played a little tight early. Um, but just cut it loose and go play. They're really good. That's fine. But just distribute the ball, make the calls, make the checks, and let this thing, get this thing moving. Um, but, again, you can't discount. Uh, that's a really good roster we just played. Ken? Chris, as you say, that's a very good team. I'm curious, just knowing your roster and, and how good they were, how much of a chance do you feel like you guys had against them? What did you feel like you did have happen for you guys to – in there. Yeah, I think. I mean, the thing we went very aggressive. Um, there's a bunch of walk-ons that had to play. We don't care about that. We just get out there. Henson Fowler. I don't know if that's a household name around here, right? He's a he's a walk-on um, that was out there at the D tackle position against an offensive line that's really good. Four years into their development and recruiting, and Henson's out there battling. I warned the referees pregame uh, that when Henson Fowler makes a tackle, get ready to throw a flag because I'm going to be out on the hash mark celebrating with him uh, because in his mind, he would never have thought that he would be playing meaningful snaps uh, in a game of clean old-fashioned hate against the number three team in the country. But there he was. He was out there playing meaningful snaps. And, uh, you know, we don't worry about it. We just put the ball down and go. And... Uh, but there he was, proud of him, and uh, none of the guys panicked. They just, all right, here's who's, here's who's out here playing, and uh, we're going to go out there and battle and compete, and they did that. And uh, we'll continue to do that moving forward and, uh, you know, make sure we find ways to, to keep our guys healthy through development and rehab regen and all the things that are part of our process. One or two more from the Kelly. We've talked about injuries, and obviously in season you don't like talking about that. Sure. I'm curious – what the count was today in terms of scholarship guys that were down and how many guys have played that are probably going to have procedures and those types of things in oh. the offseason now. Do you have like a rough number? I well, know that they're uh, probably today. I bet in our ATL group of about 24 to 28 guys that we would list throughout the season, probably 16 of them, I'll bet would be fair to say, did not play. So that's 16 guys that we've had either start for us or play significant snaps throughout the season uh, that did not play. It's whatever, right? Uh, next guy steps up. Um, you know, the nice thing is we get a lot of those guys back, or really most of those guys back. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see if we're able to do the things that we were able to do down the stretch uh, with an absolutely depleted roster, um, what we're going to be able to do moving forward. I'm excited about it. Um, obviously hurt in the, in the real time uh, throughout the season. We don't make excuses. Um, we don't worry about it. It's just next men up mentality. And that has paid off. So there's two things that are core philosophies in our program is we are a developmental program. And that means we're going to develop our players. We're going to recruit at a high level and bring a certain amount of guys in here with size, speed, measurables, all those things. It's our job as a coaching staff to maximize that. We inherited a roster that was 118th in the country as far as uh, size of the human beings in the roster. It was the second smallest in Power 5 football. That's what we inherited. We're not complaining about it, not making excuses about it. It's just fact. 
and what our strength staff has done and what our players have done buying in and developing at a high level um, is awesome and they will continue to do that um, we got to make up a lot of deficiencies O-line, D-line, and then size, speed ratios on the special teams, and we're actively doing that. But the thing that you can never discount is the culture that's been set, the foundation that's been set, the mentality that we're just going to put the ball down and play regardless of adverse circumstances, regardless of the score, regardless of how good the opponent is, we're going to compete. And I think our guys have done it all year. It is something to be valued. It is something to be commended. It is something to be admired. And uh, I do. I'm proud of that group. I'm proud of that team uh, that went to battle every single week, didn't give up, didn't quit, um, and they've set a groundwork uh, for what this place is going to be moving forward based on that foundation. Thank you, Coach. I'm good. I'm good, Mike. Go ahead. I'm going. I don't go out recruiting until noon tomorrow, so I got you, bud. I hear you, Coach. Your safety play. How does Juan yeah, he, he's turned into – so last year he didn't play DB. He was a kick returner and a really good one at that. Um, I coached the DBs. And his development, who he's become since day one of spring ball until week 12 of the season, he's turned into a really good defensive back. Um, obviously, we didn't have Tariq Carpenter out there today. Uh, that was a big, big gap in the secondary because I think Tariq is one of the top safeties in college football as well. And we're able to do a lot of things with the combination uh, of him and Wanye. And, uh, but just, you know, those time, things Wesley Walker got in there. He had to be forced to play at nickel. One of the touchdowns that popped in the third quarter that kind of blew the game open. True freshman, fourth game before he could – so we can save his red shirt, busted a coverage. Right, he's supposed to be the deep half of the field. He busted the coverage. They get a freebie, a touchdown. Right, if he's at the line position, you don't notice it, but he's in the secondary. He's a true freshman, make a mistake against a really good team. The quarterback found it, made the right throw. We got to learn from those things, but that was one. Uh, obviously, we wish we could have back, but just the attrition level uh, there as well. Um, had us because Jaitlin Askew was out, so he had to go in because Jaitlin's been playing the, the backup nickel. Uh, he had to go in and busted the coverage, and then the third quarter happened to us. So, um, But he'll get better from it. Uh, I thought we'd been really, really smart with our plan of how we were getting certain freshmen their four games. Uh, Jordan Huff played a ton today, uh, who's a true freshman. This was his fourth game. Wesley, Walls, Wesley Walker, this was his fourth game. Uh, Michael Lockhart did not play today uh, because we got him his last game against NC State. He's going to be an elite defensive tackle in this league force. He's six foot four. He's 270, tremendous athletic. And uh, so a lot of the young guys that we systematically played or redshirted, um, excited about their development, getting real-time reps uh, against good teams is going to really, really, really pay off. Thank you. You got it. Thank you.